0: Hi all, Pastor Luke here. Unfortunately, we're not able to gather in person tonight for our first Lenten service. Uh, But praise the Lord, technology is such that we can bring Lent to you. So my hope and prayer is that you'll be blessed by this brief devotional tonight. I want to share with you, from Scripture, Psalm 39, verses 4 through 6a. It goes like this, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. We are merely moving shadows, and all of our busy rushing ends in nothing. All of our busy rushing ends in nothing. That's what King David says. All our busy rushing ends in nothing. But you wouldn't know it by the way we live our lives, Looking around at our hyper busy, overly scheduled world where every moment of free time needs to be filled with some kind of activity, and even play dates have to be scheduled like three weeks in advance, right? We feel guilty for having even an hour of unscheduled time on our hands because we're told we're not making good use of it, we're not being productive, we're not being efficient. The measure of a human being. Is what you do, and your worth will be calculated exclusively on the empire you build and on the legacy you leave behind. To do this, you have to get ahead in life, of course. You have to have a leg up on the competition, you have to go, 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 do all of the things, sign your kids up for all of the activities, attend every social function all the extracurriculars, go to every PTA meeting, attend every after-work social networking event and virtual happy hour. You got to put in your work, right? This is the message that that comes across loud and clear. You got to push, you got to grind. You always have to do more, more, more. And so the promise goes, it will pay off in the end. Yes, there's going to be a lot of busy rushing like the psalmist says, But according to our culture, that busy rushing is precisely how we win at life. Sure, maybe King David thought that all our busy rushing ends in nothing. But we know better, right? Evolved human beings that we think we are. The message of our day and age is the opposite. All our busy rushing ends in everything. It's how we get what we want. It's the pathway to success. It's how we fulfill our dreams, and it's how we prove that our lives matter. All our busy rushing is the way that we justify our existence. Today we're entering into the Lenten season, this 40-day period leading up to Easter, where we reflect on the life of Jesus and the events preceding his death. Beginning next week and throughout Lent, we're going to walk through a series on prayer. But today is Ash Wednesday, and I wanted to do something different. Most people, you talk to them, you ask around, you find out their favorite holiday is Christmas or Easter or Thanksgiving. In many ways, though, my personal favorite holiday is Ash Wednesday. In the Bible, ashes usually symbolize mourning or death. When people repent over their sins, a lot of times they'll dress in sackcloth and cover themselves in ashes. In the book of Jonah, for example, when the word of the Lord reaches the king of Nineveh, he takes off his robe, covers himself in sackcloth, and sits there in ashes, commanding all of the Ninevites, including animals, to do the same. When people experience deep loss or grief, they cover themselves in ashes. Ashes are a symbol of death and human mortality. When the ancient Israelites conquered and burned cities to the ground, all that was left was ash. So ashes are a sign of human mortality. And when churches, as many of them do, mark people's foreheads with the sign of the cross, they say what? Remember, man, that thou art dust, and to dust thou shalt return. Of course, quoting Genesis 3.19. God made human beings out of the dust, and after we die, we'll be buried back in the ground where our bodies will decompose, essentially returning to dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? Right? Now, you might hear this and say, wow, pastor, that sign sounds kind of dark. Ash Wednesday is all about death and mortality and the grave. How can that be your favorite holiday? It sounds kind of fatalistic and, and pessimistic. But you don't have to be a fatalist to see the wisdom in Ash Wednesday. All the rest of the year, all the rest of our calendar, January to December, all 364 days, we seek to avoid the reality that we are mortal, that we don't have to live, we don't get to live forever, that we don't actually get to be here all that long. It's too uncomfortable of a reality for us to face, so we just avoid thinking about it altogether. And all of our busy rushing is how we try to kind of stiff arm that truth. It's how we try to stave off the inevitable fact that death is coming that, in the words of Tommy Lee Jones, you can't stop what's coming. It might be on your way home tonight, it might be tomorrow. Statistically speaking, for most of us, it will be decades from today. But despite our best efforts, death is the one sure thing. We are dust, and to dust we will return. Ash Wednesday is the one day out of the year that we are forced to reckon with this truth, the truth that, as the psalmist puts before us today, all our busy rushing ends in nothing. Many of you know Kirk Cousins, the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. He does this thing that I thought was really interesting. In 2018, he tweeted out a picture of a big clear plastic tube full of rocks that he keeps in his driveway. It has 720 rocks in it, and that was for a very specific reason. In 2018, he turned 30 years old. He figured that if he lives until he's 90, that's another 60 years of life. 60 years times 12 months per year comes out to 720. So this tube of rocks has one rock for every month, conceivably, that he has left to live. And each month he takes out one rock, so little by little, his rock supply starts to dwindle and get smaller. It's a powerful testimony to the fact that he's not going to live forever. In his own words, Cousin says, It's a great reminder for me to live a life of meaning and impact. Or we might translate in this into the words of King David we are merely moving shadows, and all of our busy rushing ends in nothing. I once heard an Ash Wednesday sermon that really stuck with me. The pastor talked about how he and some other pastors on Ash Wednesday they get a group together and they'll go down to the train or subway stations of these really busy cities and they'll offer to put ashes on people's foreheads as they're rushing through their days, you know, back and forth. And this stark contrast between busy commuters going about their all important tasks and the bowl of ashes couldn't have been more stark. And his point was pretty simple all human activity is an attempt to prove that we're not dust. I'm not dust, says the corporate executive headed off to their busy meeting. I'm not dust, says the athlete running late for their workout. I'm not dust, says the soccer mom hustling to drop off her kid at practice before leaving the treats at her second kid's game and heading out early to catch the end of her third kid's. I'm not dust, says the farmer, putting in extra hours out in the field because he's too scared to face the crumbling marriage at home. I'm not dust, says the addict, chasing another high. I'm not dust, says the chronic overeater, trying to satisfy their feelings of inadequacy with food. I'm not dust, says the angry father, yelling at the refs at their third graders' ball game, trying to live vicariously through their kid. I'm not dust, says the high schooler, trying desperately to balance the pressures of school and and work and sports and family and friends, all the while failing, right? I'm not dust, says every human being, everywhere at some point in their lives. I'm too important to be dust. But again, the words of the psalmist stare us in the face. All of our busy rushing ends in nothing, In the end, what does all of our crazy, busy living get for us? Nothing. It produces nothing of lasting value. But there's more to this story of dust. Out of dust you were taken, yes. Unto dust you shall return, for sure. But here's the final line. Listen closely to this. And out of the dust you will rise again. And it's right here on the third line that Christians should pin all of our hopes. God tells us that the wages of sin is death, but he also tells us that the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, which we receive by faith. And here's what that means. As Christians, there will come a day when Jesus comes knocking on your coffin lids. We will come out and we are going to rise again will experience the same resurrection that Jesus experienced at Easter. Our bodies, stinking at that point and old and decayed and cre- decrepit, will come out of the grave and, and Jesus is going to restore them to mint condition and then some. He's going to transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body, Philippians 3.21. Friends, you and I will rise from the dead and join Jesus in the new heavens and the new earth where we will experience eternal life. Life without sin, life without death, life without mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. So yes, we'll return to dust, but dust, as it turns out, is not our final destination. All of our busy rushing ends in what? Nothing. We tend to overestimate our own importance, don't we? We're prone to pride. We we think that whatever the task we're engaged in at any given moment is, is the stakes are like life and death. And and how in the world is the world going to continue to revolve if I don't finish this thing and then this thing and then this thing too? Yet the good news of Ash Wednesday is that we are not saved by rushing, but by believing. Apart from our own efforts, God sent his son Jesus to save us from our sin, calling us to a life of daily repentance, of confessing our sin and remembering the cross, where he took care of it once and for all. He died for our overly rushed lives and our harried self-justification projects, and he did so to give us new life. We may be dust, but he is not. So friends, now that I've convinced you that Ash Wednesday is the best holiday, let me remind you of that glorious truth in Christ Jesus one more time out of dust you were taken unto dust you shall return but out of the dust you will rise again would you join me in prayer gracious god and heavenly father we confess that we are dust but god as dust which has an end we cling to the hope that we have of eternal life in christ jesus and that eternal life has no end. God, you are eternal. You have no end. And when we come to the end of ourselves, God, that's right where you meet us. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for Ash Wednesday and Lent, this season of repentance, when we get to come to you openly and honestly in all transparency, confessing that we are not as we should be. And this world, God, is, is broken and not as it should be. May we look to the cross, and may Jesus be sufficient for our every need. We ask all of this in his name. Amen. Hey friends, Pastor Luke here. Thanks so much for tuning in. I trust that you've been blessed by our message from God's word today. Hey, we'd love to connect with you more. If you have comments or questions, you can email me directly at PastorChelog at gmail.com. That's Pastor K-J-O-L-H-A-U-G at gmail.com. As we wrap up our time together today, please receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen.